past A nigga pouring out my spiritual guide Like, take me to the other side Whoever said escaping your problems with empty bottles Would only delay them till tomorrow Yes, we surely ride But when the world said, fuck you, how would you reply? No need to whisper how you feel, this is you and I I paint pictures of hieroglyphics compared to most rap niggas But I be overlooked, so I just let it slide Let it die, how can I? Be so stupid to tell you this wasn't real Be so eager to tell you just how I feel Honest, the real reason I'm here To be clear, I was never the man of steel I fell victim too many times to count Too many times I've died Too many things I doubt Not enough love in my house My house is not enough It's filled with pointless things And no things keep piling up Those things will leave me crushed if they fall To be real, I don't think you feel me at all Can you hear me at all? Can you steer me at all? To the liquor store We are back it's another week in the books. Yes, sir. I am Spike Lou. Got my man Mo back in the saddle. The move is over. Back from assignment. How you feeling, brother? I'm feeling good. What's good with y'all, man? Hey, they tried to stop me. They don't want me to have a bigger pool than Kanye. You know what I mean? But we <laughs> you got a bigger pool than Kanye. No, we got a bigger pool than Kanye. They don't want us to win. Keep going. <laughs> Now I'm back, man. Uh, quite a challenge on the move, uh, but we here, man. Down south, south, south with an F in Florida near Tampa. That ain't down south. I mean, it ain't the dirty south, but you, you, you know what I mean. You know, Kentucky and Florida try to get in on a down south shit. Kentucky, Florida, and Texas. Hey, Not okay, you can't do Texas south. any kind of way though. Come on now. Texas is its own thing. Like, and, and I ain't speaking down. I'm just speaking of the culture. Okay. I, I feel All like right. culture got. Florida got its own culture different from down south. Kentucky mm-hmm. got a different culture. It's like more okay. shit so, in Texas. And I feel like all the rest is down south. So why don't we do New York that way? Like New York is its own thing and then East Coast. It like, is, bro. Don't what, we do what, that? Not really. I don't think so. I, I, I think we... We'll lump in those, you know, other, I mean, Philly you know, cats and Phillies and DMVs. And I can't name any other rappers from anywhere else other than New York and Philly. Probably East Coast. To be honest. Well, we, <laughs> it's do like, we, I don't we know niggas from like Delaware and uh, Logic. where else? Oh, no, from Delaware? No, he's from Maryland. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, like DMV. But I, what, what is it? Yeah, Wale Philly, out there. Delaware. What else up through there? Shit, New Hampshire. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Shit, right. just be New York. You're right. <laughs> but welcome back, man, to another week in the books. I am Spike Lou. Welcome to this podcast. Black men having conversations, just putting stuff out into the world. If you've been enjoying it so far, we appreciate you tapping in. Go hit that rate, subscribe, and like button. Support the show and keep this thing going. Fuel what we doing. Mo, I did a dolo solo last week, just touched on a few things. Didn't want to step on anything that we were doing, though. Right. So this week, man, we're talking about accountability and responsibility. I felt like that was a heavy topic, Mo, so I ain't want to do that one without you. I don't think I would have done it any justice. So again, welcome back, bruh. We yeah. start the show with the off-deck questions. Off Deck is a play on the On Deck TV show, the podcast that Adam Brown and myself do. Each week, Mo will come in and he'll ask me something about one of the topics that we went over on On Deck. Mo, what you got this week, man? Yeah, man. So, Off Deck question of had this two week. two weeks off, so you could have had two. 
I I I thought I really I kind of struggled with last I week. I was I I thought well I didn't quite have it, the fabric wasn't quite there on on last week for me. Like I couldn't kind of pull some from it to take it to fit this brand. But uh, this week off deck uh, question is with Kid Cudi's recent performance and the reaction to the fans throwing a bottle. If that's exactly what it was or not, my question. This week is How do you think You would have reacted Now we already know Everybody that's listening We know It's like It's easy to say Oh if that was me I would have done this Or I would have done that Now that uh, Hindsight's twenty twenty, We get that And we know Probably in the initial reaction It might have been Something similar But if you had a moment To like gather yourself In the midst of that Pressure And that Awkwardness What What would be the proper way You would have went about it uh... Or was it already proper that's a good question. I think he handled it a proper way as an entertainer. I've never even actually thought about it until you said that what I would have done in that situation. I ain't never even considered that when we talked about it. But um, try to play it off with humor. Of course, you're going to be embarrassed you're in front of all those people you got hit in the face with a fucking sneaker. Like You're, of course, going to be embarrassed. Play it off with a little bit of humor. Like you said, if you try to go the angry route or anything like that, like you ain't going to get nothing from that. What you going to do, fight everybody in the crowd? Mm. You gonna be the nigga to send your security out there to go get the person? Like, nah, bro. You try to play it off with a little bit of humor, like the baby did, who was through that old ass deal. Hope that security take care of it and keep moving, and try not to let it affect you further. But I think this was a little deeper than that, though. Like, I think this play into the Kanye West beef, mm-hmm. Kanye not being there, the whole shit that him and Kid Cudi had going on. All of that played into it to him being, in my opinion, set up. To take that spot, get booed, then Kanye come out and fucking close the show. That say a lot to I think the politics of rolling out. I, my question is, how much money does Kanye have to hire Tom <laughs> Tom Brady to throw that shoe? Tom Brady to throw that shoe dead on target, bro. Because if Boom. you talk, if this is like a real setup, you had to have brought some professional quarterback. With all the people there rolling out to hit this man square in the jaw, and you said it was a shoe. That's confirmed. It look, I think it was now a water bottle, maybe. Water bottle. Maybe okay. he got hit by a shoe. I think that was a water bottle. All right. Well, what? Well, yeah, like he set himself up for that too, man. Like, like you got to read the room. I'm sure it was a pretty nice check, but mm-hmm. at the same time, man, people expecting Kanye and get Kid Cudi. To me, that's a drastic difference. Animal Brown said it wasn't. I'm not that tapped in on Kid Cudi. Maybe you can tell me, but if a nigga tell me that, hey, Kanye West is going to be here, and then he pulls out, like, if I'm Kid Cudi, I'm not going to be the nigga to pick the slack up for that. No. I mean, it is it is a dramatic difference, I guess, it is stylistically. I mean, it is dramatic, but, I mean, with their collaborative efforts that they've made over the years, I'm not saying, oh, okay, Kid Cudi, that's cool, that'll suffice. Like, I'm not... I'm not saying that, but I, at the same time, it's like y'all targeting the wrong person. Like, and it's like y'all, this is what gets me with Kanye stands. And and I used to, I mean, I used to love Kanye, chop up the soul, Kanye, you know, all that shit. Right. But like, I just ain't been really rocking with how he been moving lately anyway. Like, I feel like he just keep finessing people. And we just keep on like just waiting. Like, like the, Don, like the Don the Two shit Like I looked up There's this uh, hip hop channel I follow uh-huh. And they went into this whole little 
dissertation about is this the biggest finesse in hip hop? And they talked about the stimulus with Donda too, and how it just quietly nothing happened. They, he gave him a bunch of unfinished songs, and it just keep being this reoccurring thing. I'm gonna show up. Ah, you know what? I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. Or you do your performance. And, ah, this microphone messed up. I don't want to. And it's just like people still be getting behind it. So I I don't understand how people could still be. Like rocking with him like that I, I don't His music is not As good as it used to be And he's just too Scatterbrained Sure some of that Probably is due to his condition And I'm not Trying to be insensitive But Tying it back to Kid Cudi In that And I wanted to Kind of ask you Like let's just say You're in that moment And you say you would Have played off with a joke Like what, I just, think that's the best way to handle it I, I think it is So if you like Can you give me like an idea Of where you could take it Just off like Because literally If it's in a moment And it's fast Just like what we're talking about Then like Where where you take that joke real quick Um, Probably call it Whatever the object is Like something pertaining To the object Like Okay The baby said the shoe was dusty it was a water <laughs> bottle You know what I'm saying Who He said whoever Throwing their dust ass Adidas up here Need to get put out um, If it's a water bottle um, You know damn You wasn't thirsty Or am I dry or some, some, Something mm-hmm. Trying to kind of Play it off But also letting them know Not to play with you Too mm-hmm. okay. Cause you don't want People like I feel like if you try to Take it and get mad Or get to a place of anger Then that's where The rest of the bottles Gonna start coming As he's seen Like most shit coming And hitting him in the face With it But again this can t- ties into the accountability segment of what this show is about mm, yeah. because again I can't I ain't gonna necessarily blame the fans like you're blaming the Kanye stands or well not blame loose blame I put just as much of the onus on Kid Cudi like bro you accepted this job part of the accountability of approaching this crowd is knowing that Kanye West was here first and I gotta fill in for him so you need to approach it that way don't just come out here doing your man on the moon songs bro like you need to let these people know what's going on. A lot of accountability has to do with explanation. Lacking an explanation got him hit in the face with a water bottle. But I don't have to explain nothing to you. Yes, you do. You, I pay no, my no, money no, to come no, in you here. Talk, you talk to the promoters, nigga. Like don't. I, go, I pay my money to come in here. You the star though. You got to tell me what's going. I don't want to talk to the promoter. I ain't paid three hundred bucks to see the promoter, bro. I paid three hundred bucks to have intimate, an intimate pause night. With the artist mm-hmm. I don't want some Stagehand coming To explain to me Oh this has happened Even though they knew Well before uh, yeah. That he was replacing Kanye West But That goes to the point Of why he got booed And I'm glad you kept this at Because it, it made me Think about this Like bro Don't try to just Come out there like the, You playing people For dumb like they know you came to replace Kanye West They know y'all beefing You just trying to approach this as business as normal Come out, do something different Open up the set with a little story Let people know where you are with the Kanye situation Try to gain some empathy But don't just come out there doing your Like I said, man on the moon, day and night shit Thinking people gonna be cool with it Bro, these people pay a lot of money To have man, a good experience But who else was on the list though? Was it just It's rolling loud, it was a lot of people So it's like- It was just the close in the main stage but this is Kanye West It ain't a lot of Kanye it's, There's only one Kanye West but, actually But people gotta stop Y'all was not gonna get a great Kanye show Like it See that's just you down now yeah, yeah You're gonna get hating. You're gonna get rants Like But you, you hating though They paying to see that You may not I'm like not, it Mo But nah, they paying to see that, that You not being No they here for all of it No they here for all of it like, no. I, I, I'm just saying like Niggas act like they was about to get like Pete that's Kanye. what they expected When Kanye show up That's what happened though Like he came out for Durkin 
turned that motherfucker upside down. People oh went crazy. God. They was fighting like Michael Jackson was in there. Oh my gosh, people weird. I think man. you letting your personal. You, you got to look at it from just a macro level, in the I mean, sense of on a big scale of thing. People love stars. They want to be in the building when like it's I can go tell my friends and tweet and put Instagrams and Snapchats and TikToks up. If Kanye is coming out, like you don't get that same thing with Kanye West. So I feel gypped. I mean, excuse me, with Kid Cudi. So me personally, I would feel gypped. And but now you come out here, you the, just start. Oh, I'm just gonna day and night. Man, get out of here, bro. We out here, niggas out there. I drunk, mean, but, on but mushrooms, cocaine. I feel you. All type of MDMA, like man, yeah. bro, stop. But I mean, I'm like, and I get that. I mean, part of that's probably the end of the day energy too. But still, it's like you act like it was literally like, oh, we got a surprise guest. It's not Kanye. Guess who it is? Kid Cudi hey. comes out singing DNA. Like, no, there was yeah. there was the notice wasn't a, a long notice, but it was there. And you guys right. already copped the tickets. Sure, you like, I'm not about to refund it now. <laughs> but I mean, I, I get it. Like I said, so, I mean, no. Even I to, I, what you're saying is right from a personal level. I'm speaking from, as we always know, a branding or a business standpoint. If you come into me as Kid Cudi and you rolling loud and they say, hey, well, Kanye West canceled, can you do it? No. Nah, I'm not doing it. Are y'all like, what, what benefit do I have here? Are y'all tripling my show up price because I'm a last minute and like they may have paid him more money. Or whatever it may be, but mm-hmm. there's no real reason that I'm trying to fill in for a mega star. Mm-hmm. Now you can say you can say yeah. the kid Cudi is as big a star as you want, but he ain't Kanye West. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah. So with that being said, at the very beginning on the business end, when we doing our contracts and you come in to ask me, can I take up for him? You right, there was notice, but on Kid Cudi's side, that ain't enough notice. Like you didn't do enough to prepare people to let them know I'm coming versus Kanye West. Neither did he. Hence the reaction people kept giving him and getting hit in the face with a water bottle. I feel like if he was protective <laughs> of his mental health, if he as he claimed to be, then he would like would have on the front end been like, nah, this might not be a good idea. Yeah. Like, do, but, does but it it's sound like, like a good idea to you in the beginning? Like, if you advising Kid Cudi and Rolling Loud hit you up and you the nigga that's taking him to play and they like, Mo, man, we want Cudi to come out, bro. Just go tell him Ye ain't coming. Just relay the message for him. We'll give him whatever he's asking for. How you going to break that news to him? I mean, it, it probably it's probably not a good idea. Exactly. <laughs> but if I'm, like, really on that petty shit, because whatever Kanye, let's say Kanye did, Whatever behind the oh, scenes. Oh, now we getting to it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's saying when he you put that bad energy out there, like yeah, that, because yeah, that's yeah. what I believe it is. Oh, you yeah, put yeah, that yeah, bad energy out there, like and I'm gonna yeah. spike this nigga. Okay, oh, yeah. he ain't gonna show up. I'm gonna come <laughs> shake it. Then nope. Yeah, that ain't what's know, gonna happen. I would have here if you want to be real slick. We, you know, like like with the sh- the the water. I about to say the shoe water, the water bottle. Mm-hmm. Nigga, get hit with that, and I'm thinking almost like, oh, okay, I know what that's about. Oh, uh, y'all, y'all came to see Kanye, huh? Oh, that, that's what y'all, nigga. I'm about to, uh, I'm about to throw on one of these kids see ghost joints. I'm about to throw on one of these. I'm about to throw on the, and my head keeps spinning. Can't stop. I'm about to like, bro. I'm about to, I'm about to troll a ass. Like, oh shit, yeah. Like, like I think that could have been what a they gr- want, though, right? yeah. That could have been a great flip, or even coming out to like, damn, damn, damn. His little part, get right. Gotta let these niggas know. Like he could have came out like, ah, uh, yeah, like. We ain't cool like that, but just for the sake of this, I'm gonna give y'all this little quick, and That's I'm gonna go to my set. Yeah, 
That would have. I think that could have been a dope. Like what you said was important. The energy that you was on, like, oh, I'm gonna come spike this nigga. Oh yeah. Why you get hit in the face with a water bottle? Because it made it made you not think. Like you gotta look long term. Like the big play was you getting shucked. Cause ah, oh, now I'm feeling. I gotta yeah. scribble and scrabble last minute and then fuck around and got hit in the face with a water bottle. Y'all shucked me. Damn. Cause I was trying to shuck somebody else, and that's how it always <laughs> happens. It always that's how the shucks always play out. It's always just funny to me. It's like we could move on, but it's like like when Joe Bud was doing the battle rap shit years ago. <laughs> And that nigga was like, if y'all keep booing me, <laughs> I'm gonna put, yeah, like, I will stop what? rapping and put this bike down. It's like the kid on the basketball court, like I'm going Take home. All home. Yeah, I'm like that shit is so funny to me, bro. Have you like, ever did that? Have you ever? Almost definitely. Home? I definitely, definitely pulled the controllers out. Like I'm like, oh nah, we done. Nah, we ain't oh, playing my game. Tore the controllers. Oh, yeah. I pulled the controllers Ooh. out, bro. That's yeah, disgusting. Definitely did as a kid, Ugh. bro. I think I'd have took the game. Well, maybe. <laughs> That's the nasty. That is nasty. It is nasty. Like, but you know, I mean, that's when you're a sore loser back in the day. You know what I mean? You don't know how to lose as a kid. Like, I didn't know how to lose. Like, I was like, now I'm older. I'm like, I don't care. But yeah. Video games should be serious, bro. Oh, it was definitely serious, bro. We caught our homeboy cheating. You don't know the Deflate Gate story, do you? What? I mean, excuse me, the, the, I told it on deck before, I think. The console gate is what we call it. Console gate. You were familiar with J Ho from FSP, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's what this podcast is. This story. <laughs> so, this is when the college football was popular as hell, and uh, we was playing on PlayStation Two, I believe. Oh yeah, the best. You remember that that played NCAA football? Yeah. If you remember, you had a memory card, and you could save and change the names, mm-hmm. and you could have the real rosters. Mm-hmm. So everybody, this was before online playing all of that. So you know niggas would say, "Oh, I'm cold, I'm cold, I'm cold." So very rarely would people just everybody meet up and we would all play. But Jay Jay Hove, he had the memory card with all the names on there because nobody else was waiting. Like Jay Hove used to take before he even played the game, he'd take two days and put all input all the names in there. Like name, yeah, he was serious. About like he had to t- manually type it in. Manually type it in. Oh, he was serious. I do remember like, this. I do remember until, this. Until until they start selling the memory cards online, and you could just buy them for like thirty dollars, and they'll have everything on there. But before then, as many people as he could manually type in, he'll take two days before he even played the game and type them in. I mm. promise the story is going somewhere. So <laughs> we had a homeboy who thought he was cold. Jay was always the gamer dude. He was cold as well. So they were gonna play. Jay takes his memory card since he got the names up our homeboy house. And <laughs> both of them are familiar with the game. So my homeboy making substitutions and he's looking through it. And he sees some differences in some of the attributes. Like on my game. This dude's speed not a 99. But on your game, all your people on your team's speed <laughs> is a 99. Uh-oh. What's going on? Yeah. So it come to find out Jay had been souping up his players and playing people and beating them. Yeah, disgusted. I still oh give him it to this he day. The worst. He the worst. If he, we ever get him on here, please let me, man, look. We gonna come on and you gonna ask him about it because I still fuck with him today and he still gets mad about it because he swear it didn't happen this way. So I'll let him come on and tell his side of the story. But 
We found him out. He was changing his players' thing. He took it out and got his ass whooped. Never played again. Oh, oh wow. Never, you... never played again. No, I'm just defabricating. He did. Play <laughs> again. But Jay Hove was one, definitely one of those niggas. Like, if, if he lose, I'm never I'm never playing him again. Like, you're never. I'm never even coming over this spot no more. Like, <laughs> hey, bro, when niggas used to lose, bro, we was in college. They the worst loser I know. Oh, like, man, bro. When we was in college, one of my, one of my BMI bros... We was yeah. playing uh, Capcom versus Marvel for uh, for some of y'all that know about that, and yeah. I wasn't really that good at the game. <laughs> he was beating, losing to break it out of a nigga, man, bro. But I had like the Incredible Hulk. He didn't have that many moves, yeah. but his moves was powerful as shit. He was one of the three that I had on my team. Like I probably had him, Cyclops, and somebody else. And so he swapping jump. You know, you could keep swapping people in real fast. And so yeah. I got Animal down to, to play that. Yeah, so he he got my two out of there, and I still I was just rocking with Hulk. And I'm like knocking him way up in there, beating his ass back down. And then next thing you know, he down to two, he down to what? And then like when I got him, I just kept it calm because I remember back in the day losing. So I was like, oh, good game, bro. And he's like, man, it's some bullshit, dog. It's bullshit. Bro, man, I freaking had hope he was so bad, bro. Playing like you hoop, right? Like you. Oh, yeah, I definitely hooped. For real, for real. Bro, I done had one of my closest homeboys. He tried to fight me over hooping. We was playing two oh, yeah. on two. Oh yeah So this was my homeboy His name was Big Man This nigga was about He Big Man for a reason Nigga play D-tackled In, in college and, and linebacker This nigga was about He about 6 feet About 280 290 Serious about football But he was an athletic dude too man Like a little fat dude But he could play linebacker Move mm-hmm. So man we were playing For basketball up TSU one night It was me Animal Brown J-Hove And I can't remember Who else But big man He was athletic But he ain't as quick as me mm-hmm. I was telling him I was like Bro you can't check me You might as well check A animal around Some y'all niggas about Oh no big blue I got you You, I got you Come on bro Like check somebody else And I ain't saying I ain't even good I don't want no nigga To think that I'm <laughs> here Saying I'm AI No shit like that I, mm-hmm. I was just quick And I'm athletic mm-hmm. So I'm blowing by Blowing by him Two points Two points later <laughs> but he should have took the, the took me up on it and went and go out of somebody else at the very beginning because I'm talking shit every time I score every mm-hmm. time I score and he was a premier athlete this nigga never used to losing like he mm-hmm. used to like just having his way so I was starting oh, shit man. one time I turned around he just was coming at me just came at me with the fist I just had to drop down duck and get up out of there Oh then man! They got in between. Yeah, I, he swung and everything. Like he was hot, hot. Oh, like, man, I was, was... I'm talking about. I'm, I hit like twelve straight points on him. Like and, and it's two on two, so it ain't number four niggas out here. Like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do this every time. Then since you so slow, but boy, he was pissed off. Boy, I turned man. around, nigga. I had I turned around at just the right minute, boy, and he would come in. He like we talking all this shit. Fuck that. Fuck this. Fuck off. So it started. <laughs> so it started building up, and you know, like no build up, nigga. Well, it was, I kept talking shit because he never took me up on nigga guard somebody else. You can't check me, nigga. Like not on no cocky shit, but just like. Come on, bro. Yeah, I'm cooking he right just now. He would not bite. He would not bite. Boy, he got mad as fuck. He tried to swing on me, man. He called me the next day and apologized, but we ain't never really even fuck with each other ever again after that. Yeah. Ass is tough. Cause I used to fuck yeah. with him every day. Yeah. But after that, man, like people, they real colors that come out when they losing, man. No, that's the truth, Who's bro. Like, losing? I damn near got killed. I feel like I don't know what was oh, about to happen, but I damn near got killed on the basketball court. Like, like this, this dude we was in middle school with named Pookie. Everybody know Pookie. And man. we was hooping. Indianapolis Pookie. Ah oh, man, yeah, we was 
playing full court or whatever. His team won versus my team. I was a much better player than him. And I was just shitty because he was doing all that extra celebrating. And I'm like, like, nigga, you not you didn't even do shit, nigga. Mm. He's like, man, whatever my team mm. won. I said, well, nigga, let's do one on one. I'm talking oh, mad cash. We going to five. You one of them. <laughs> going to five, nigga. I'm 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 so arrogant with the shit. I'm, t- I'm hooping with the red do rag, nigga. With the tail hanging, oh, like I was bro. serious about sweat stains, everything. Serious about the shit. Nigga ended up getting me in the last shot, like because I was playing so arrogant and kind of lazy, just feeling overconfident. Trying to talk shit, and I was better than the nigga, but he got me because he just stuck to his game, and I was being too flashy and trying to yeah. make this nigga look bad. And the game winning shot, nigga like stepped it. on. Man, nigga stepped on my foot, hit the layup. So he beat me and he stepped on my shoe. Embarrassed. And he's like, I was like, nah, play me again. He's like, nah, I'm out. Oh, so so man. he ran. To, he went ahead and went on to the car with his big cousin. Them, they was rolling some black whip. And so I got so mad. I threw the basketball at the back of the car and they was driving off. Then I seen them red lights stop. And oh, my mouth dropped. I said, oh, shit. I, I, I knew I said, man, I'm like, they about to kill me. Cause my daddy used to tell me like, bro, yo, you better calm down on that temper shit. He say yeah. somebody going up, you know, I mean, they going to come after you. Like I had to, and I've calmed down so much since then. But like, I swear that day, I'm like, man, he probably talked to his cousin. Like, Hey, just let it go, bro. Like, but that shit, bro. One of them old nigga probably whoop your Ooh, ass, boy. Man, got out that car. Area sight, my I nigga. remember them red brake lights. We used to throw rocks oh. at cars, nigga. Oh, rocks, yeah, we was bad ass kid. The rocks and cars, nigga. Them brake lights hit. Oh shit, nigga, take off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. But man, that was good. I always get to a good story from the off deck questions, man. We got some recent events that we like to tap into. Get some black man perspective on yes, the Thomas Mo out here on what's going on and what's been ablaze in the mm-hmm. social media streets here man there's a pastor named lamar m whitehead you may know of him and if you didn't know of him before this weekend you probably saw him getting robbed on uh his live stream for church mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah he got robbed a whole lot of people tapped into this viral moment because he was a flashy preacher this mm-hmm. nigga had the rose royces he a Gucci big iced out preacher Full yeah. on Gucci suits, you know that hey, he looks like a successful preacher. Like his congregation <laughs> show up and show out for him. Yeah, uh, but he had this back and forth with some social media dude about how he responded to the video, and I just thought the whole situation was interesting. So we're gonna play a clip from you, Mo, and I just want your as a church going man, mm-hmm. as a good Christian man, just give oh, here you insight. go. <laughs> I just want some insight from a yeah. good Christian brother on what you feel about this situation and the preachers. All right. So here's a little bit of the clip right here. It's uh, Larry Reed having a heated discussion with Bishop Lamar Whitehead. And what you did was you laid on your carpet. You laid on your carpet and p- pretended to be me. You're disrespectful. OK, you're disrespectful. Larry, at the end of the day, I respected you. And you, you want to talk about. The, uh, the, 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 the LBGT community had a, we had a conversation. We had a conversation. And my position was that I preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm not, if, 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 if homosexuality is an abomination. No, you're, you're to God. mean. You're mean. I'm, wait, what are you talking about mean? How am I mean? You're I'm not mean. mean. You're mean. I, hold on. You're mean. You're, you're mean. mean. Because at the end of the day, y'all sitting here laughing at something that. Okay, yeah, you cut it off right in time because I didn't want to hear too much of that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Mo, what do you think about the bishop's reaction? Um, well, first, 
<clears throat> from the uh, the unfortunate events of him being robbed and his family being put at gunpoint. Uh, that's super unfortunate. Like that. Before we we get to that, that I, I'm I, I'm thankful that he wasn't hurt or killed. Yes, we know he's flashy. Oh, you got what he said. Whatever. Okay, whatever. We we gonna get to that, but. I'm glad to know because I mean I'm, I am definitely tired of us being killed for whatever reason by our own kind or by not our kind. So I'm, I'm definitely tired of just being killed, you know, with gun violence for you know, kind of minding your business and even in the church more specifically. So I'm glad though he was robbed, no one was hurt seriously or anything like that. So I'm, I'm I thank God for that part of it. Now his reaction, I'm gonna be all the way straight up like. People trying to I, This is what I hate bro I hate when people that don't really even Nobody they don't care nothing about no God They don't care nothing about the faith They don't care nothing about no pastors Care nothing about no church no nothing no bible nothing We don't care these people don't care nothing about it But then the minute you see oh uh, This pastor start talking gritty you know He talking trash look see this is exactly why See this is why I don't go to church see This is why I don't y'all do that but it's like Stop looking for Reasons to validate your bullshit like that's how I be feeling Because people always be like See this is why I know That's why I stick to doing what I do Yeah because People don't like to be convicted Or uh, challenged on being accountable For shit they do I feel like so they Then when you want to hold him To a higher regard Now don't get me wrong Like I got some things to say About him as well But like I just hate When people chime in Be like well that ain't how I grew up The pastors I knew Bro I was robbed With a gun in my face Regardless of how flashy I am Don't expect me to be cool And y'all laughing about that shit Like that shit was traumatizing like I don't care what you think You think I'm about to be all extra holy or extra clean With what I'm about to speak about Like so I don't like when people chime in about Business they care zero about Like people don't care A lot of people don't care about this stuff People that do sure by any means That pisses me off So I'll that that part I'll speak to But I'll let you chime in here And then I'll we'll go a little bit more into like the actual character Based on the internet of Lamar Whitehead Well um, I disagree with you ma I think that people do that for validation. So, of course, if people disagree with the preaching or the preacher's lifestyle, as soon mm-hmm. as something go awry or going to church, they, of course, go, oh, see, I told you, I told you, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. I think that that's the reason why they do it. But I do think that they have a right to, too. Like, it can't, you can't have it where all oh, only church people can criticize church people. Mm-hmm. Like, that ain't fair. So, I do feel that there is a higher standard that non-church people look at church people with because they don't go and they mm-hmm. looking to blame or looking to be right. Not blame, but looking to be right about mm-hmm. not going to church, mm-hmm. not being in the faith, not being religious. And I understand that because I'm one of the people that don't go to church. Mm-hmm. But I also am a little bit more thought out. So I there's not a lot of See I told you so is when I see this happen Like those are just men Like a pastor, yeah. a preacher, a yeah. bishop or Whatever it is, yeah. the, even the pope to me That's just the man mm-hmm. So there is no extreme expectation That I would have for them not to do Things that men would do mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't hold him to a, Some crazy standard As far as oh man I can't believe he did that Man you see the preacher mm-hmm. However in this specific situation, I feel like we just talked about energy and how you carry yourself and what you put out comes back. 
bro this 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 energy that he putting out and even the response even going on this dude talk show and respond like this dude this the dude and i ain't saying that this dude ain't popular whatever his name is what's his name again his name is larry this larry larry I ain't saying that, i'm not saying that this larry reed dude is not popping or it doesn't have a big base but you as a bishop or a pastor put yourself in a position to be on here arguing with this man who you called his life an abomination Mm-hmm. You disagree with his whole lifestyle, so mm-hmm. you don't hear arguing with somebody who lifestyle you don't even respect, and then mm-hmm. you disrespecting this lady over here mm-hmm. for yeah. no reason at all. She really wasn't even in it. Mm-hmm. You a pastor, bro. I don't have to look at you as far as you being holier than now, but mm-hmm. you should carry yourself mm-hmm. like that. So when you start talking about, oh, I, I feel sorry, like he could have died, and then these things happen. Yeah, that's true. But also, it's a lot of preachers out here getting money that ain't carrying themselves like them, and they not getting robbed on their u streams. So he gotta, he has to take theme of the episode, ring the bell, some accountability in this. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just go in with your chest puffed out, arguing, mad at niggas because you got robbed on YouTube. Why ain't you got security? Well, you think he deserves to get robbed because he flashed? I ain't say he deserves. I said he's lacking accountability in the role that he played in. Yeah. You going on someone else's show and you yelling at them and you doing all this arguing. I don't think no one should get robbed because I don't think that's a good way to get money. Mm-hmm. However, if you're carrying yourself in a certain light, there should be stuff that you expect. It's like when street niggas out running the streets and then they get caught and they ain't got bail money. How is that possible, bro? You you break the law every day. You know there's a possibility of you may go to jail. So you telling me this dude is a preacher and I'm out here holding these live streams in the hood where mm-hmm. people are starving. It's a recession. It's an inflation. Niggas is hurting outside. If you ain't looked at the news lately, I know you're not a big news fan, Mo. I know. But if you ain't looked at the news lately, nigga, it's violent outside. Niggas is getting robbed Real everywhere, not just him. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you know. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. how it is Like the oh, wolves yeah. is outside right now So oh, me yeah. as a pastor There's no way I'm, I don't give a fuck If I don't bought 15 houses on this block Man I got security Damn they're lining this stage up How you getting up here How you robbing me mm-hmm. No bro So like don't come to me Mad at everybody else mm-hmm. When you should take some accountability About the events that happen mm-hmm. We can I, get into I, the other stuff About the preacher and, and that stuff But as far as that specific situation He handled that very poorly Oh yeah, very no, I, poorly as a pastor. No, I, I I agree with that. I think that he was frustrated, <clears throat> angry, mad, and tried to use that platform to voice that one. Really, this is a it's this a is a moment. Pit. Yeah, you you could you could take it to your therapist. You know what I mean? You like you could take God. it to your <laughs> yeah, you take it, yeah, you could take it in the prayer. Like you angry, you know, take some time, fast, and take a break from the internet. And I do agree, like. He's way like he he wouldn't be somebody I would be under his leadership because I don't I don't like that like I don't like that level of flash you know what I'm saying like I think that I, I looked at a little other another video on his page I was like let me see who let me see who this cat is man like mm-hmm. check him out and I was just looking I'm like dude like everything everything he got on everything he doing like the whip the the whole joint I'm like and then he's just like uh, the problem is he said something about like the problem is not that. Uh, I'm trying to be flashy He's saying it, it's just I like to buy what I want But I mm. do think that you have a certain Another part of the theme today Responsibility So you mm. you know you are leading these people And like you said people are struggling And optics matter I'm not saying rearrange your whole life Based on how you're viewed I'm not saying that because you got to be true to yourself And live your truth However 
if that's the small sacrifice you have to make, just scale it back, bro. For what? For what? What scale it back? Mm-hmm. Well, for one, <laughs> you want you put yourself in positions like that you where it's say like you don't get robbed, don't you? Yeah, because you a clean come up right now. You and you in Brooklyn. You in Brooklyn, bro. You know what it is. Like you in Brooklyn. You they he they said he had chains under his robe, on top of the chain, on top of his robe. bro. You're not a rapper, bro. What are you doing? I'm. Yeah. That's why I'm. Thr- I get it. I get it, bro. But golly, bro. Here go where the people are gonna say, "Oh, with Lou being a contrarian," because <laughs> church is a business, right? Okay, part of it, right? The church establishment. The establishment it of it, yes, is a business. What's, what was the clarification that you Clarification, the, the church itself, based on my uh, Bible that I read, is the body of Christ. It's the body of the believers. But the church itself, the established business, church versus state, all of that, that is a business. But like the by definition of, like when people say I'm going to church, you mean the church building, the church right. location. But when you, right. yeah, that's what the I'm saying. Entity. So. The entity, there. yeah, yeah exactly. so not I, the spiritual sense, yeah. but the entity that exists as a business. Yeah, yeah. it's not a non-profit. It's nice, a for-profit business. Okay. With that being said, mm-hmm. CEOs make a lot of money, and the mm-hmm. pastor is the CEO of the church, right? Okay. Essentially, I'm, I'm asking. Mm, I don't know you what you put on your. I don't know what you put on your taxes. That's. I guess I kind of. Well, I'm saying would you agree with that opinion as a church goer and knowing what a CEO is, like you familiar with both roles as far as what the church does. The pastor is essentially the CEO, right? I'm the face. I speak to the people, make shit happen. I go out here, essentially make the business run. I ain't necessarily here for the day to days. I ain't answering prayer calls every night and writing checks for people in my congregation that can't pay their bills. But I'm making sure all of this shit go. It's based around I, me. I'm right? not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. I I see it that way. But I understand if somebody else sees it that way. So for the sake of this conversation, let's okay. go with that. Got you. So before I move on, though, how do you see it as a church goer? Because I'm speaking as someone from the outside of mm-hmm. the church. So yeah. I do want to know how you see a mm-hmm. pastor their role as a church goer. Um, I think what makes it a little more challenging for me to kind of. Uh, equate that as CEO even though if you want to kind of swap certain small definition or by definition of pastor bishop versus a CEO of a company is I don't see it the same way just because it's not I don't feel like it's a technical service that you're providing Unless, you know, some people might be like, oh, it's motivated on the outside. This is motivational speaking. I'm paying for this. Or this is a form of open therapy. I'm paying for this. Or, you know, but I don't look at it as an actual service or product per se. So I don't I don't see it that way. But if again, if other people see it that way. By any means. So I'm just asking, how do you look at the pastor? though? So what is he if you say he don't provide if you're not a CEO, what would Mo say he is? I mean, I, I think that he's a spiritual leader. You can say spiritual leader. I guess you could say, and again, if you want to tie that like a spiritual counselor or the, uh, um, uh, yeah, I mean, again, like it could serve for some of them that are that have degrees in this area, but like a form of like a spiritual therapist or something of that nature. But 
I think I, you be, you're being too technical. I mean, from your personal opinion, what do you look at a pastor as? Like to what to mold what is not what people would think. Just you in general. Okay. Um, I, I honestly, I just look at it as a just like a leader. You know, someone Got to it. get behind based on what they've built uh, foundationally through the the scripture, uh, the Holy Bible, and according to my belief. Oh, uh, but understood. So that that's what it is. But I'm I'm very I'm very skeptical. Like I'm a hard skeptic got with it, pastors. It, it, that's probably why I'm edgy, and I can reveal some other things as we continue as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I ask all of that to yeah. say, essentially, you said it there. the The pastor is the CEO, the leader, the head of the business, or whatever you view that entity as. And I don't have a problem with that person being flashy or Especially if it's a successful church and the pastor wants to drive a Bentley or Cumberland or whatever the fuck they were saying, a Rolls Royce, or he wants to wear Gucci or even have chains on. Like it may not be traditional, but I don't care. As long as he has a successful church and he's doing what he's supposed to do for his members and not using their money to to actually, I don't even care if he's using their money to buy because it ain't got nothing to do with me. That's between him and his members. If he's convinced those people to give him money and he using that money for whatever reason, more power to him. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. So if you want to spend it on clothes, if you want to spend it on cars, Bentleys, buy buildings and blocks, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Because every other leader of a business or CEO or someone in the head who takes that position in any other entity, they're afforded those luxuries. So I wouldn't I don't even look at him bad for having those things. Mm-hmm. I look at him bad for not being able to protect himself mm-hmm. as he has those things. Like feeling like I guess he feel like since he's a man of the cloth, oh nobody ain't gonna rob me out here. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, bro. That ain't how it go. I think I think though for me what kind of and again, on the outside, sure. If you wanna, you know, boggle it down to like this, this, that, that. But to me, Wait, what? What was that? <laughs> this is CEO, uh, CEO, uh, business, uh, business, uh, making money, making money, buy, you know. But that's what a church is, though. Like you're saying it like okay, they're not far fetched with it, though. But what I'm saying is what makes his role as CEO, pastor, bishop, uh-huh. what have you, to me is like there's a catch 22 for you. And it's like, oh, people are like, oh, that don't matter. Nah, it's a catch 22 because foundationally you're not built on the same thing as a shrewd businessman. You're not built on those same things. There's clearly a code that we operate from or we try to uphold. Like nobody does it perfectly. All sin, we all messed up. Like that's, that's us as humans. So, but you, you're, you're, you can, you conduct yourself to a different code. Uh, mm, by being. So you think as a church goer, it's not a business. It shouldn't be conducted that way. Um, the church has needs. I'm not. I'm not saying that. And even the Bible tells you that. Like in so many words, yeah, a pastor should you know for for his uh you know for his work he should be accommodated. So I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. Like I just think that again for me it's still always just bro scale it back, bro. I I, I I'm just gonna always come why back to that. Though? Oh, but why? It, because it do, it, it makes I mean, other me, people I, feel I, bad. I mean, if, if this is me, if I'm if I'm part of congregation, I see you pulling up yeah. and you you in this whip and you like that's my pastor. 
Nigga, that's that's fine. I'm just I'm just gonna scale it back on my end then. And you probably be straight. You know what I mean? You be good. Like do your but thing, that, brother. But like, and that go to my point of bad. Yeah, but this business, because like now, if you do all of this, I'm like you, like you. If I'm going to that church, hell, no, I ain't giving ten percent. Nigga got a goddamn <laughs> Rolls Royce outside, nigga. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I that's bad business. But I I get mean, it. obviously, it's working for him. Shit. I mean, it is working for him. You know, I ain't. I guess my overall thing is I just I don't have a problem like there's been a long ever since mega churches have become a thing and probably mm-hmm. even before that when they talk about the pastors and the Cadillacs mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature I don't Perms I don't have a problem with that bro and maybe mm-hmm. because I don't go to church but I, I see it just like them being the leader of any other business and the leader of any other business is usually the person that has the most money the most taken care of mm-hmm. and catered to and I feel like if I'm a pastor and I do that it shouldn't be any different just because I chose a different a profession where leadership is viewed as I guess a little bit more twofold as you say, but hey man, I want my perks too. Shit, that's why I'm CEO. I mean, I, I mean, I, I get it. Like I, I just it. You look over that as a church goer. I just, it's just weird to me. Like I don't know where to place this or what it is, but I mean, I'm sure if I pulled up like on another occasion, if I pulled up like a certain certain um, scriptures about certain things that would kind of drive my point a little bit more, regardless if you believe or not. Mm-hmm. Just based on the code of the people that are believers of it, just for that sake, if I had the time, then that would be kind of something that I would lean into just for those reasons. Not to say, oh, I'm judging you. I'm this and that because I'm a different kind of believer. So I'm not going to be that person that's going because I'm I got a lot of problems. So um, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, again, I think, you know, don't, don't scale it back, you know, get your security up, I guess. Like you say, like, get your security up, bro. Like you, you moving like a rapper, then go ahead and. You know, get you, get, you, get like, that rap, it, that top tier. Like, you know? That would be my go-to as a rapper. Like y'all niggas out here listening to, I mean, excuse me, as a preacher, y'all niggas out here listening to rappers, the devil's music. And these niggas got colorings and goddamn mm-hmm. rollers and bust downs. I'm speaking the word of God directly mm-hmm. from the book. I can't have this. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. What? How is that possible? That's how I would be if I was a preacher. I, I get it. It's a lot. It's a lot more to it, oh, but bro. but I hear what you're I don't. How do you? You say that, and I'm not giving you a hard time. No, you I ain't say tripping. that, and every other believer that I would challenge with that question also says that. Like, mm-hmm. there's no real answer as to okay, well, why wouldn't, why shouldn't they do that? Well, it just ain't right, man. It's, and I, I ain't mocking you, mm-hmm. but it, it, that's always like no one can tell me, oh, why isn't it right? Like, if they're successful in doing what they supposed to do, then let the fruits of the labor show. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. All right, we'll we'll revisit this because I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you, you gonna some things. You're gonna do. Oh you yeah, definitely. Because I'm not. I'm, church in. Okay, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I mean, I ain't gonna say that, but I will. You know, yeah. I, just for this again, just for the sake of that yeah, I'm specifically, because I'm not the challenge. person that's gonna be like, uh, 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 well, uh, uh, I'm not that person. Like, I'm gonna make sure, like, at least see where we're coming from. If you, you know, you disagree by any means, you know, but I think that. I want to do a due diligence as far as where I'm coming from, from that side of things. So I revisit this. I do a little homework on my own with that. And uh, you know, we'll, revi- we'll revisit it a little bit, rather on cam- on air, off air. And, you know, just kind of give you some uh, another side of things. So that's one thing I do respect about believers as far as y'all are committed as far as 100 percent. Like what you your answer there is, OK, I'm going to. 
go do my research and get back to you. But I ain't letting you change my mind, nigga. Uh, I'm yeah. too wavery for that, man. Like I'm, okay. I'm, I think too much. I feel like to be a a full fledged on believer because I, I, my white friend that I mentioned, he and I haven't spoken in maybe since that Roe vs Wade came out. Mm. We were going back and forth about that, and him yeah. being a believer, yeah. he's like, "Well, they're killing babies." And I just I could not wrap my head around that, bro. That we just mm-hmm. went back and forth about it for about two days, and we ain't talking about two weeks. Just based off that conversation, mm-hmm. but it's just like I do respect, though. Like I said, the the digging in because yeah. I ain't, I don't do that. Yeah, and I, I mean, and I, and I get my that too. Forever change. I don't know. Maybe it's, it might not necessarily be hypocritical. It, it, it's it's probably more evolution. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've, I've, said, one- I've read a. I'm sorry to cut you off. A consistently changing mind is a consistently thinking mm-hmm. mind. And my mind changes a lot. Like if you had seen me ten years ago, <laughs> I might have been like your white buddy. Yeah. You know, I may. I, I don't I think I've been like to that ex- yeah. extreme, but I've gr- I've. I've done some things and we're going to, I'm going to share some stories here as well. And as we move to, you know, this next uh, piece, what has kind of kept me rooted in it is not just, in my opinion, just an ignorant or basic non-informative belief system. Sure. We can question everything, science, this, that, this, that, this is why it's flawed. This is why it's not real. God, whatever people want to challenge by any means, but it's something that is, been rooted in the inner man of me to my soul that i it, it ain't it it can't be shooken like it don't matter what's brought my way it can't be shooken i've i've had people that made me be like oh whoa damn i don't know maybe i need to and i've done you know i've done research and read some things and but it's just like something that's just rooted and the more i live and the more i see things it, it shows me that there's i feel that there's just a little bit more there there's nothing perfect there's nothing um super uh trying to be super heavier or deep about it but it's just something that's just rooted in my own personal experience that will always keep me there even with the information or the the contrariness or the contradictions or or whatever so but yeah i'm gonna do my research on that and we'll we'll bring it back to the table bro the research on why preachers shouldn't be flashes Am I right? Or or like or what's what? Why is or that? Why they why, shouldn't have it in abundance? I ain't saying not why they shouldn't have it in abundance. I guess what? Where does the issue stem from? Is it is it you know is it biblical foundation or is it just us as people just feel that way? Like if if it's just us as people, then by any means I will hop on the same side with you. Like hey, you're right. Mm. I think you the nat- natural inclination is that the money that's supposed to be used to do good mm-hmm. and better that people gave to you faithfully mm-hmm. you're using to do excuse me the extracurricular things yeah and i mean and i get that too he got leftovers like i maybe i am doing good and i just got leftovers good business, man. Good business, <laughs> you know what i mean i am He's taking care of stuff and absolutely so i ain't tripping money. exactly so i ain't tripping about that but uh so recently uh spike lou you sent me this tweet i believe from a brother named solomon is it bucci Buki, we ain't got a word <laughs> his last name right. Anyways, you want me to read this statement or you want to read this? I got it pulled up here, so you let me know what you want to do here. Mm, you gonna read it in full or just the highlights? Uh, I mean, I, 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 right. I, I kind of got All to. Right. All right, so Solomon put this Facebook post up here, and it says this: 
you're not the most beautiful one. This is to his wife. This is an anniversary pick or some shit like that. Solomon said, you're not the most beautiful woman. Neither are you the most intelligent woman. But like I've chosen to never find perfection in anyone else. I put my gaze on you. And with that commitment, we would mold ourselves for ourselves. Our perfection is in our commitment. Stating that you're not the most beautiful slash intelligent might sound like it's not a compliment. Yeah? Question mark. But it's a realistic base for love. Acknowledging that my woman isn't the best. But I'm not looking for the best. I was looking for you. And I found you. There is no best. There's just someone you choose and see the best in them. This to me is the real love. Not the ones that consoles itself in the full reality that their partner is most good looking, most intelligent, most successful person in the world. That's disingenuous. And it doesn't give room for love to thrive. I love you. I'm committed to you. I miss you so much. But your love is stronger than distance. And he put her at night. And I sent that to you. <laughs> I'm gonna have the music and everything. Trust me. <laughs> okay, playing behind that. So, oh, yeah. and man, the comments are hilarious. Hmm. By the way, but Mo, you're married. Is this a post you could see you sending over to your wife and her being pleased with it? No, not at all. It's just an easily no. My issue is not. It's 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 definitely about the post. It's like you're not, and then I know, and it's it's the, the weird part for me, bro. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get there, though, <laughs> yeah. is he wrong? Uh, I can't say he's wrong because that's his, his okay. viewpoint. That's his okay. viewpoint. Like, right. I, 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 and I ain't even necessarily questioning the viewpoint. I guess I just. I'm just, it's just weird to me when people just be posting anything. That part for me, it's still like, I, I get it. It's going to always be that way. But for me, it's still like, my wife knows, like, I don't like doing the anniversary post or the birthday post or the, and the reason I don't like doing that because you're talking about you're disingenuous. That's to why, me, you're a man. No, nah, it ain't that. Cause I, 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 I could, I'm very expressive. Like I, I could, I could yeah, express myself. Don't put that shit up there like that. But go ahead. But for me, it's not it. But I, I understand that most men. But for me, it's not even that. It's just it. Why do I owe everybody in insight into how I feel about you? And then if you feel like I need to post for you, why are you? Why? Why is it me telling you not enough? That you need other people to come in and confirm or affirm what I feel about you. So for me, when people do this, it's always weird to me, man. Like that's the part I'm more so like. And then it's like you, then you took this gap, like you was barring it up, like you say perf- perfection, and it's in our commitment. You hit the double space, double space, stating that you're not the most like, bro, and you're trying to go back and and this what gets me. You had time to think on this. You you wrote this, and then you paused and you try to correct yourself in the post by thinking like, oh y'all y'all missed this. Let me let me let me bring it back, but on a preacher style, like hold I'm on, y'all, schooling y'all. Niggas. Yeah, I'm schooling y'all. Like I'm I'm giving y'all game right now, and you got your you got your wife up here like just like. <sighs> What are we doing? And then he doubled down on it. I heard. 
I'm sure he did because he really believes that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that there's no one that was going to convince him otherwise. Here's the thing. I don't like you said. I agree with your point. I don't know if he's wrong or not. Mm-hmm. Like those statements that he's making, like he got some points as far as you're not going to marry the most. You might marry the most beautiful girl in the world, but what you said was most important. Whose fucking business is that? <laughs> like, why am I getting on social media telling people that I don't think my wife is the most intelligent, most beautiful woman in the world? Like, what do I get from that? Like, you're normalizing normal. Like, we already knew your wife wasn't the baddest bitch in the world, bro. We looking at the picture, and I ain't even trying to be funny. Yeah, right. But, like, you got to get on here and be like, oh, yeah, she ain't the baddest. Like, imagine if a nigga walked in your house and said, yeah, your wife, cool, bro. She ain't the cutest or nothing, but, man, like, what? Nigga, you're not finna disrespect for me. Like, that's my wife. Right. And I feel like that we've lost that. uh, That word again, go, accountability is man for that. Like, you trying to show out for social media, and you trying to look well thought out on these posts when at the end of the day the woman and she may not have a problem with this it's just two niggas on the podcast talking but what it looks like and what you have now done is made her the center of conversation off some bullshit Mm -hmm. like cause you leading with her she's not the most beautiful like you leading with putting her down bro these are conversations that if they have to be had if these thoughts gotta get out of your head Mm -hmm. they happen with your wife facts Ain't a conversation while I'm putting a post up here like what you said, because I'm the same way in the yeah. like. I get why women do that because they love from a sense of pride, mm-hmm. and it makes them proud to see those things. Mm-hmm. Like it makes them proud to see their man doing a well thought out post, and it makes them like that's how women love. That's how they feel loved. So I get why they need it even more so than the affirmation part of it. It's just the proud factor. Like we talked about that in one of the first episodes. Mm-hmm. With slave women and how they try to protect their sons and deny that type of stuff. But yeah. women love through pride. So they want to see those things and they want you mm-hmm. as a mate to be proud of them and show people how proud of them that you are. That mm-hmm. That's my girl. So I get all of that. But that I feel like just wasn't a tactful way to do it, bro. Like that ain't how you operate as like we saying this podcast is for we elevating yeah. conversation of black men we elevating the um the actions the appearances yeah. yeah just by conversation and if i were to sit down and have a conversation with that brother i would be uh, my main focus would be why did you feel like you had to tell your followers that this is a you and your wife thing and somebody did something brilliant in that timeline there and blacked out all the shit that he shouldn't have said and just had that one little paragraph if you're gonna put this out this is what it should have read like it's that easy bro mm. and he wow. might even he might even read that shit ran that shit by his wife and she was like cool with it cause he probably did a whole lot of explaining <laughs> yeah he did a whole lot of explaining she probably was over it he looked like a nigga that talk a lot oh yeah and so her being over she's like okay cool do whatever but that being said you still putting your girl out there to be discussed by niggas who like why, why are you adding that extra layer of difficulty to your life bro I ain't trying to have my my woman in no discussions amongst niggas about how pretty she is and how I shouldn't have said this. And if I was a man, I would have did like, no, nah, bro, what are you doing? So and then, and I, then you come for two things like you you, you never know. Yeah, I mean, you ain't even you not even did you say she ain't pretty. Yeah, 
She and ain't the smartest either, bro. Those are how, how insecure do anybody can get about that, but let alone certain women when you tell them like, "Oh, you're not the prettiest," "Oh, and you're not the smartest." We but, talked about it, on and here. then it's like, and then it's what like she had to live with with him. My man, not the tallest. His dick may not be the biggest. Exactly, exactly. Oh and it's like, who, it's like, like who is you, nigga? He clearly feel like he the star in the relationship. Clearly, clearly, because he had to come on there and do that. Look, he he, he doubled down right. and said this. Point. He doubled down and said this, bro. He said, it's actually bold to assume that I owe strangers an apology for what was written to my woman. Let her speak for herself. What you wrote to your woman publicly. Right. You're a freaking idiot, bro. I owe nobody an apology but her. I don't think nobody was coming and asking him to apologize to him. Niggas was asking you to apologize to your wife. You're a straight idiot. Like That's why I say, because it's like, I owe people an apology for... You're still discussing still online of private affairs, bro. You ain't he ain't taking it. Keyword Accountab- accountability. Bars. No accountability there, bro. It's crazy how this stuff just lines right up to everywhere. Yeah, man. So uh Solomon Buki or Bucci, man, look. I don't know. You look like a young man. Uh I'm coming up on August eighteenth, coming up on ten years married. So I'm a young OG with this. Bro, that's not the play. I'm going to tell you, I don't care. This my wife did. That ain't the play, bro. Trust me. It's not the play. I made a lot of mistakes. That ain't the play. So, and it looked like y'all just got engaged or married. So, trust me, coming out the rip. That That's not the play, bro. But you'll learn. You'll live and learn. And uh, you figure it out. So, but I, I just think that. Rock strong from this. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, with each other. I still want to see uh, black love uh, moving forward. I, I still want to see that. Like, I want to see good Fact. things in our community. So, but uh, hopefully figure that thing out, man. Do you want to you wanna just get into the main theme or? Let's do it. Okay. So we're we're talking about accountability and responsibility this week. We challenge us uh, as a black community as a whole, as a human, as human beings as a whole, but more specifically, black men. And so, what brought me to this is I, I thought about some things of my past, and uh, I believe Spike has as well. And 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 it brought me to the first thing that I a bullet point that I kind of want to get into here. So I wanted to see if you want to take me into another story with Spike where you can think about a couple of, you know, <laughs> scenarios uh, that my you whole life, <laughs> <laughs> my whole life. See, look, that's account of that's real right there. But some yeah. situations or some mess ups that prevented uh, that could have been prevented, but wasn't. And you, you took account for or you didn't take account for until after the fact, like a couple of scenarios you think about. It's like, damn, if I would have just done this so-and-so was telling me this and i didn't listen i just had to you know what i mean absolutely man um yeah man with accountability i feel like one of the most important things that i've learned as i've gotten older is just owning up to your bullshit one of the first and biggest things about accountability is being able to say what you know what i fucked up yeah okay where do we go from here What's the next step? Because you don't have to live in a mistake. Mm. Like a mistake ain't got to define who you are. And it's easier to hold yourself accountable when you know that mistakes are possible. So as I've gotten older in life, accountability really isn't a big thing for me because I can say, well, yeah, okay, yeah, I made a mistake. Because I know how common mistakes are. But as you're younger, you don't really, you're trying to be perfect. You think you're this young brass person in the world that you know you can't be fucked with and you don't want to take accountability you don't want to fess up to when you're wrong and that just makes it linger and makes it harder to be accountable 
Yeah. You know, um, so when we talking about a story, huh? Man, I got so many where I lack accountability. <laughs> <laughs> I've told one on here before, and I can double back to that one as far as um, well, I've told about me driving. Oh, I'm, I've man, I've wrecked maybe eight cars. Damn. Five of them probably my fault. Um, and I you I don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. I stopped drinking. That was part of me taking accountability for not being able to. Like I usually, when I drunk, I drunk in excess. Because always when I drunk, it was like, well, so we drinking, we drinking to get drunk, right? Mm-hmm. Ain't no buzz. <laughs> so as I've gotten older and you know had to deal with like high blood pressure and old people stuff, like it was either stop smoking or stop drinking. So I had to stop drinking. But with that being said, that was my accountability for a couple of times, like. A DUI or even wrecking a car when I knew I shouldn't have been behind the wheel of a car, mm-hmm. and it goes to just that brash bravado of you know I mean I got this shit it's cool I, I'm alright it's it's no, and the reason why because you know I feel like I couldn't make no mistakes. The moment yeah. you understand that you can start making mistakes is when your accountability, like I said, becomes something that. I can avoid it because I know a mistake's possible. So now is it worth it? Now I'm playing this whole thing out in my head versus having to be held accountable for it when I can just avoid it on the front end and not even doing it. Like I was saying when we were talking about this shit earlier, looking mm. from a micro and a macro view. So if you can avoid stuff and like with Kid Cudi, like if I can take that conversation in the very beginning and know, look at it from a long scope and say, nah, this ain't going to end well for me. That's part of understanding that mistakes can happen that's part of being accountable for when mistakes happen and do you want to deal with that so for me like i said stop stopping drinking alcohol it ain't it ain't really i was able to stop cold turkey pretty much Mm -hmm. but as far as that I'm able to carry myself a lot better now as far as driving. Yeah. I ain't got to worry about <laughs> tearing no another car up and no shit like that, but mistakes still do happen. Like, yeah. it ain't got necessarily got to be me drunk. It could be somebody else drunk. Yeah. And I ain't never hit nobody anything crazy like mm-hmm. that. It's always been like stationary shit. But okay. just with that being said, like, coming to a point in my life where I know that I, I, I can't afford mistakes like a DUI or yeah. an accident where I'm going to kill myself because I was driving drunk mm-hmm. versus saying oh man i'm just gonna cut it down or i yep. just do it here that and the third yep. like just don't do it yeah and i was able to do that and take accountability for it you know it's funny you bring that up because one of my stories was uh a dui second dui damn you got two got two unfortunate <laughs> it's very unfortunate like it's it's some of my lowest Moments, I, that, yeah, boy, that, that'll make you feel like dirt, bro. Because it's like a second did time. You make, did you blow in the breathalyzer? Uh, the first did time just, I did, and I, I was literally they pulled me over because I was swerving. I was just about to hit the highway. And I was like twenty two, and they put you know they did the eye test, my eyes, whatever, and I went to jail, and I was nervous out of my mind. Like I never been to jail, never thought I would. I've wrote that in a rhyme before about like never thinking that as a kid I would end up in jail, but like. You black in America. I mean, as a kid, I didn't find a way for you, buddy. Yeah, they will. They definitely will. But I I mean, then the second time was when I was 27. And um, 
And on, on top of like the accountability of getting behind the wheel drunk, there's another accountability aspect of why was I drinking so much? Mm-hmm. I still drink now, but there was a question I, I had to start realizing why was I drinking so much? So at the time, I was doing, I was podcasting at that time. And I was really, you know, striving at that Joe Budden status. Like I was trying to create compelling content. I knew I was going to be the one to make that shit happen because I was like, I, even when we was in college, like I knew how to turn it on and off. Like I could get there on a, of the life of the party type shit to, you know, get the get the vibe right. So we was helping my cousin move, and you know, we was waiting on him for a grip, but we was at his house. He was dropping the U-Haul off. So me and a bro of mine from college, we we get a drink and we get started early. We are we starting about I don't know five o'clock. Snow outside, cold as shit. He comes back. We move a few things, and then we go in there. We drinking, and we probably didn't get started podcasting. This was like New Year's Eve. We drink. Uh, we started about nine. We didn't get done till, and we was probably like the longest podcast I ever did. It was like three and a half hours. That's and Joe Rogan tip. We yeah, I guess so. I didn't realize, and so. I left. They was like, "Hey, bro, you good?" Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm good, man." I was like, "Nah, for real, bro. You know, you get that That's liquid courage." Right yeah, be like, "Bro, I'm telling you, I'm good." Because you got to remember, if you you got, I got a DUI like twice. I probably drink and drive hundreds of times. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, it's unfortunate to say that, but so. But this time, I I got out there, hit uh, hit that road, and I must have blacked out behind the wheel. My foot was on the acceleration, and I ran into a back of a car. Holy shit! Boom! It was the loudest boom in my life, bro. I woke up. I woke up out of, I guess, passing out. Uh, my heart was beating fast, and I, I, I snapped out. And I remember looking at the front of my car, and it was scrunched up. And then I, I remember like trying to hit my radio and see if anything was working. Nothing was working. I couldn't roll my window down. And then a lady, I seen somebody running. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm looking around. I don't know what just happened. I'm like in the middle of the street under the light, and I see a silver car way up. And I never did see anybody get out the car. Uh, I I went to jail that night. I found out much later that it it was uh it was a lady in the car, but it, she didn't have no child in there. But man, bro, when I tell you, bro, I hit that car so I totaled my car. Like I was blessed enough to walk away with no injuries. But man, I hit. I that is for a minute, bro. I had. Po- uh, post-traumatic stress disorder because I would watch TV and like if a crash scene come it would spook that like it would spook me so bad and bro that was the scariest like oh my god like the scariest part of my life like I after that happened like bro I just kept I was so emotional for so long like I felt so low as a man like because I had to my wife was with me at 22 and she was still with me at 27 having to make that call and this time I had a child having to make that call and when she picked me up, bro, I couldn't even lift my head up. And she was like trying to say it's okay and stuff, bro. I, I'm, it's, it's bringing me back now. Like that shit was so hard. I felt, and my mama just moved in with me from Kentucky. So she had came literally and I just got locked up. Like she had pulled up to the spot where I crashed. So she seen me get put in cuffs. And so that was like the roughest shit ever. Like it took me years, bro. Like to not feel less than a man, feel like a dumbass, feel like you ain't shit, you ain't nothing. You said you was you all this because it's like you did it twice, and then I'm in jail, and you know all the experience in there. But but I took a mad accountability for that, and I had to I had to really 
work my ass off. Like that probation was so much harder than the first time. Like I'm talking about Hell drug. Yeah, they did drug, hit you twice, but you, oh, you had to do ten days, then. Nah, I almost. In Georgia, if you get two in Georgia, they got you got to do ten days. I almost, bro. When I I found out, like somebody was talking to me, it's like you got two DUIs. Uh, and between three to five years, you got to do at least a standard, yeah, like three years in jail. jail. Mm-hmm. And so, but I just made it outside of the five years. They like if you get to a, a certain point where you got to blow into a breathalyzer to blow. They got the little thing you got to blow in it to even start the car. Oh yeah, I had that. Uh, I had that like, installed. I've gotten pulled over for weed and had to do probation. Like eleven twenty nine, so they make you go to those little counseling group counseling classes and mm-hmm. shit, man. And it was people in there. It oh, was yeah. this white lady. It was this white lady. She had three DUIs in a year. Maybe How is that dude, possible, Bruh She's like an old rich white. Well, she wasn't old, but she was about like mid forties. Like just old rich. You could tell she had money. White lady. She had to blow the little thing, like the little breathalyzer thing, to even start the car. She shouldn't have had the right. They shouldn't even gave her that. That's like a privilege. She like rich. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I'm like, that's like a privilege to do that. Lawyers to get that shit. But yeah, it was like, I've been there. I didn't run into the back of anyone. Um, but mine was stationary. Like waking up, like it's just damn near. I was damn near home and veered off and woke up, boom, and ran into like a pole or some shit. Like oh, okay. little, it was actually that little. It was the cable box thing that they have in neighborhoods, oh. like the suburbs. You know, the little green thing sticking out the, the little home base where you used to play outside. Yeah, <laughs> dad, yeah, dad. Yeah, one of them. And uh, like you said, my car was scrunched up there. But I've had to make that DUI call as well, and getting locked up when I was younger, like just for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. A story we definitely can talk about on here. It's <laughs> the appropriate setting. We probably a little too late in, but yeah, just. You right making that call, mm-hmm. um, having a especially me. I'm my mama's only boy. My dad, as we've talked about, he was about that life, so she's been there before, and there was a reason that she that didn't want nothing to do with him. So having to make that call and her response, like I'll never forget what she told me. She told me like, I'm not gonna do this. Like if you, I ain't necessarily. I do care what you do with your life and. I want you to be successful in that, but like if you planning on going down that road where you're gonna be in and out of jail and having to call me, I ain't gonna come see you. I ain't gonna answer calls. I ain't gonna put money on your books. Like that ain't gonna be. I ain't gonna be that one because your dad was like, then I ain't gonna. And I respected that. Yeah, yeah. I respect the shit out of that because like, see that that ain't the life that she signed up to have. You know what I'm saying as a son. So it always kind of helped me steer clear of things that I didn't want her to be held accountable before but i say all of that to say i've made that phone call too and i understand how you feel and it ain't something to just go away no you know when you get over it. it's nah. something that's always in the back of your head as far as how you getting your pride back up yeah. like just getting back up to yourself where you feel confident in the decisions that you can make you know Absolutely. what i mean and, Absolutely. and it's normal i'm sure you thought about it you thought you because i know i have it's just me but I think it, it's normal to feel that way. But what we could get better as as black men is having opener conversations about it. Like we talk consistently here about owning up to your mistakes going a long way with accountability, even with your friends, man. Yeah. Like it's easy. It's easy to act like nothing happened. Or never, especially for us as men. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like to just, oh, I'm good, bro. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Versus, no, I want you to take some accountability for either how you made me feel or how I'll take some accountability for how you made I made you feel. Let's address the situation and let's be better friends. Let's be better men. Let's have better conversations. But I think a lot of the times we want to avoid accountability with our male friends with each other. So yeah. we act like, ah, oh, you know, I ain't gonna own up to it. Act like we can't be right or act like nothing's wrong and nothing happened. Well, I, I think that it comes into people lack accountability, lack of accountability. But also, it's this weird thing when we challenge you. It's like, wait, you trying? Are you trying to be my father right now? And I True. think because it, it, a lot of a lot of us lack that. But exactly. I think the place of understanding should be not should be. I'm trying to get better at, and I hopefully someone hears me and they can take a moment, adjust, and get better at it too. People ain't necessarily coming with you like with that energy anyway. Yeah. Like you think they are because you offended in your head. But mm-hmm. like the book I was reading, uh, the four agreements, four like you agreements. can't take shit as personal. Yeah. Like you got to like, even if it did offend you and it's personal, I'm sure you've learned to do it because mm-hmm. I hear that your temper was really bad throwing basketballs and cards and shit. <laughs> but just yeah. being able, I've gotten a lot better at it, being able to take a breath or a step back or count to Two or whatever it may be before I even respond in a negative way to somebody mm-hmm. and it helps get to a much more reasonable solution or conversation even like I said even if they trying to be offensive I still ain't letting you offend me because that's a you thing not a me thing mm-hmm. then you put okay. the accountability on them for how they trying to make you feel I ain't even finna go that way with you bro so it's a long we we got a long a lot of chapters to get to to talk about it but one of the biggest things I feel like about that is not taking shit personal it helps you be a lot more accountable a lot easier cause you ain't thinking somebody got this vendetta out to get you and a nigga trying to get over on you or shuck you or whatever it may be yeah and I agree and I uh, as we wrap um, it, what makes it really bad moving forward is for one you know my wife really went off on, on my, my bros like she went off and then eventually I had a conversation with both of them and I had to really not put the onus on them but more so because I said I can't put that in your hands to stop me from driving but I gotta put I gotta but when if y'all look I said y'all look at my wife as your sis right yeah then why didn't y'all get involved when she was in the need because she tried to reach out and say well what happened what's going on y'all all acting like Y'all couldn't articulate what's what's going on or take accountability of okay, we should have been there after the fact. We know he did made his own decision. He's gonna do what he's gonna do, but we should have been there in a time of need. Okay, you know, bro fucked up here, but you know, his wife, whatever you need. Cause there's one bro was like, okay, well call me whatever you need. Never picked up his phone. What do you think that is? Because you know, I've seen white friends do that damn near fisticuffs because they i ain't giving you your keys bro like you know you flat out not driving like oh you can fight me you can do whatever you want to but you ain't mm-hmm. getting your keys from me yeah versus you good bro are you good okay cool you good bro? yeah because i've had that situation too like yeah. scenario, same scenario you said and i had to tell my homeboy like bro it's not your fault like you can't. Yeah, no, it ain't. Yeah, that's me, fault. not Spike Lou. You damn sure ain't telling me. Not if I'm trying. No, you yeah, telling me shit. Yeah, exactly. But with that being said, there is a lack of accountability there for us amongst friends. Like, I, there's a 
the bashfulness that we have as black men to really, really hold our homeboys accountable. Mm -hmm. Is it because we're not really, really friends like we say we are or we don't want to take it that route? Because like I say, I see white guys and they friends groups do it all the time. Like I'm so invested in you being my friend and your overall well-being right here in this moment. We can go to blows about me protecting you. Black men really don't do that for each other. Yeah. Or, or am I wrong? You're right. And I think because we haven't, I think it's almost like how black men are with relationships. Like it's almost like we're not looking towards a destination so much as we here. We here, we happy. Mm. Today's a good day. We're good. We're not looking to develop. Laid so, through the day. Yeah. I ain't pissed you off. You didn't piss me yeah, off. Yeah, I'm not like necessarily like, okay, survival. let's be engaged That's survival here. Survival mode. You know, yeah, survival. Like we, we, you know, so I think that maybe we don't have mm, such an good. interest in uh, uh, building layers and depth in the relationship. Once we're like, okay, we cool, we able to reach each other, we able to hang out, we able to laugh, and we good. But to build a depth of a relationship with our brothers, our friends, we have not got that down yet. Because if we had, you're right, we would be like, are we scrapping? All of us jumping in. Like if you try to, yeah, or you just, that. I just ain't letting you do it. We ain't even got to come to no blow. Well, I'm bro. saying you if you try to get me, that, but yeah, I'm just saying yeah, yeah. in my sense to clear up what I said. But yeah, yeah you, that, that's a good point as far as being in survival mode versus. I was just having this conversation today, actually, uh, and this is another podcast about yeah. reparations and and. and how different you think when you have money or you have access to things versus when you're in survival mode. When you're in survival mode, it's just about that moment. Like you said, that was a great point or that day or that like we getting through right now. Cool. We'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But once you move past that place in your life where you are taking accountability and you do make plans, you are able to start holding people, not just yourself, more accountable like what I was saying. Like, it wouldn't be as hard for me now, my core friend group, for if I was to see that situation, especially being the one that doesn't drink. If I were to see someone lit, it wouldn't be as hard for me now to be like, nah, bro, you might well go on to catch that couch or something. Yeah. Because you ain't, like, finna drive like that, not at, at our big age. Not, not you, now. I'm yeah. saying, like, if I can prevent it, yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Versus 15, 20 years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know what makes it the most disgusting, bro? And just one more thing before you think. I know I'm sorry because <laughs> I know I had a conversation with my yeah. girl, and I just this was about ten years ago, and she was talking about well, if some if one of your friends was married and you saw him about to cheat on his girl, would you say something? And I just like, well, what the fuck that got to do with me? Mm -hmm. No, like why 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 would I care? Why do I have anything to do with it? Mm -hmm. So if he got a family and all of this and friends and, and this and that, like you wouldn't step in and tell him he throwing his life away. I was like, brother, like, he make his own decision. He a grown man. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't understand where she was coming from with that. But as I've gotten older and more accountable, I do see where she was coming from. Not necessarily saying that I yeah. would jump in when we talking about something like that. But if it's life or death, I definitely feel more comfortable doing it now. Okay, so maybe... Maybe we steamroll this into like a series almost where it's like this is almost like the general accountability. Then, you know, it's like personal accountability. Then it's the accountability of the loved ones. You know what I mean? Because it seems like this is more multifaceted than we can cover in just one chapter. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. Well, 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 it looks like that, but we're probably less than because of the 
But what I'll say is the most disgusting thing that I always have to remember from that night is I actually have the episode. Oh man, did you sound slurred and drunk? Oh man. My DUI came from leaving my uncle house. And when I got to Georgia, he asked me, like, we said, you good? Man, nigga, 50-something years old. Oh, yeah. But I remember, like, these, these niggas was drinking. Like, it was a gallon. Like, Jack yeah. Daniels, hey, niggas, hey, nigga, no, I'm not good. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Boy, so I always had that as a reminder. I don't ever yeah, revisit it, but I, I have it in it. To it in Ooh, I ain't listened to it in a long time. But, I, I mean, even then, like... I don't even think I ever put the episode out. It was just like one of them unreleased. Like I, you know, we it took us even a minute to come back together and keep going. But uh, did you yeah, ever, uh, did yeah. you ever get to a reason as to why you felt like you drunk so much? Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, too personal to share. You no, like, it's, it's not good. Yeah, it's good. I, it's know, up. I knew I I came to understand my reason as well. I think that I felt a certain freedom. Um. When I was with my friends, I was excited and I, I just I felt so free. Just there was a level of freeness in it within just being a man with your boys. And we didn't hang as often because I was the married one of the group. Not that my wife prevented me, but just because that's just how I was moving. And so when I was with them, I would go over the top because I didn't want the good time to end. Mm. So I would o- overcompensate for that time. Like, come on, let's do this, this, this. Because I'm, I'm thinking like this is like it's the end of the world. Like, I'm not gonna see. I don't know. I'm gonna see you niggas again. Like, I was overcompensating for a good time, not even thinking to live another day for real. So I wanted to embrace that moment so strong that I would just overdo it and be ready for the hangover, ready for the repercussions, just to be in that moment with them. And it just was completely unnecessary. That makes sense. Yeah. I definitely understand that. Yeah. For me, um, I'd start looking at the purposes of alcohol and all of that. So, <laughs> alcohol as a drug is meant to lower your inhibitions, like make you more comfortable in those thoughts that in your head, make you fit in more, laugh mm-hmm. more. Like, yeah. it lowers that wall that you put up around you. Mm-hmm. So, I used to drink, like, just to fit in or to be more or easier to be around. Like it made my personality Like I could laugh more And talk more And it lowers your inhibitions When I'm really not even That type of person Like you you, I've been thinking about What you said <laughs> As far as And it's giving you An idea to that person I am You was like man We was talking about The sitcoms And you was right Like I really don't look At nothing funny bro Like I'm I wouldn't say I'm uptight But I Like I'm never really On no key key Kaka type of time Like I told my therapist I told my therapist That and he was like Yeah I can tell like and I, I didn't even realize I thought I had a pretty good sense of humor. I didn't know I came off that way as just so serious. Yeah. But, <laughs> <they> say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I never think that I do. But that's what alcohol used to do for me. Like, oh, you okay. Less serious. And, oh, hey. But I, I don't give a fuck. But about the guys you don't give you that anymore. though. Like none of that, like extra, the the funny, goofy, like just make me think more. I don't, I, bro. Goofy, funny is never me. Oh man, that shit, bro. Yeah, it shit makes my stomach hurt. Like motherfuckers just be like that shit. I can't damn, stand bro. it. But when the last time man, you had a good ass laugh, bro? I started watching the sitcom because you said that. Actually, which I, one? I talked about it on deck. Uh, hacks. I think, oh, hacks. Yeah, the the, the comedian. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty funny, man. Good. Like, the chick I like in that's funny. But I'm trying to start watching more stuff. <laughs> like, that's Please. what my therapist asked me to. That nigga Lord. said, What do you do for fun? I 
I said, what, nigga? Read? Listen to podcasts? Oh, like, my gosh. This guy's a soldier over here, boy. <laughs> Zero fun but That's surf. fun to me, though. I guess play. I play uh, baseball video games, but I guess okay. that's fun to me, though. But okay. No, that's cool. I, I am going to work on trying to enjoy stuff more, but that was the reason that I drunk, uh, just to okay. have, just be more enjoyable like that. Kind of loosen up child. Yeah, just loosen up. Uh. That was no reason. But now I'm yeah. more comfortable in my own skin and don't have to do it. Okay. Yeah. Homework assignments, man. Mo, we had a going back and forth about this homework, and I ain't even <laughs> tell you this. My homeboy okay. hit me up too. Okay. Well, he hit me up. He said, "Man, I love y'all back and forth." My homeboy <laughs> scoops, probably my closest home. But I told you I had the record. Oh, he okay. Me, he said, man, I love y'all back and forth, man. He said, Lou, you got to do your homework, bro. You don't do the goddamn homework. He's digging and took his time out. <laughs> he said the same thing. I said, man, did you talk to, to Do you know this nigga? Shout out said, to Scoops, man. do you know man. this nigga, Scoops? <laughs> <laughs> he said, man, he done took his time out, Lou, to give you the homework, and you don't never be doing it, man. I said, goddamn, man. Shout so out I, to him, man. Accountability. <laughs> made sure I took time out to listen to two Bill Bellamy episodes. Oh, okay. Homework this week, man. So, so what? What you think? You listen to Ti? I'm assuming Ti and Chris Rock. Actually, no. I, mean, uh, Tony. I, I actually listened to Tony Rock first, and okay. this guy, this long stemming with me and Bill Bellamy, man. I don't like dude. Oh, okay. What well, you say? You should it out there first. Okay. No, I wanted to do what I. I wanted. My to wife don't like him either. Look, I feel like one of the things I can't address with the homework, it's about understanding us as partners on this show, too. So the suggestions are homework line, and I'm saying this, I don't even got nothing lined up for this week. But I feel like the homework should be to, okay, I understand your personality. I think this may fit it some, too. Not just, not just, oh, I like this nigga. You ought to check this out because I liked it. It ain't just shouldn't be just that easy. So just food for thought there. Yeah. This is my little slight gripe. But again, I did listen to the Bill Bellamy. And that being said, uh, I will take the suggestions, even some you, again, may think I'm not into, but just want to suggest to me because you think it was dope. I'm still open to that. I'm just being funny. That being said, Bill Bellamy always to me been one of those niggas. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, but look at me. Oh, yeah, 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 that's cool, bro, but look at me. Like, he just okay. always struck me as that way, and I'm not saying that he is, but yeah. in that Tony Rock interview, man, I'm so, like, I'm so into this craft of, like, podcasting because I like doing it so much. So, like, the people that I listen to, I listen to them for specific reasons. I listen to their interview styles. I'm, I pay very much attention to questions and all of that stuff now yeah. since I'm in this field. And I know he's new at this, but my biggest problem was, like, he just, you should never be talking more than your guests. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Tony Rock was finna cook. Like, Tony Rock don't do a lot of interviews. Nigga, brother just got smacked. He can give me some good Chris Rock stories. And every time Tony Rock started to talk, oh, yeah, 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 me too. Me too. I have a similar story. <laughs> like, bro, I'm not tuning in here. I yeah. know it's your show, but I ain't yeah. tuning in to hear you. But that was just my big critique. I'm a big Tony Rock fan. I think that he's very funny. I think he's funnier than his brother, actually. He definitely is. And um, so I, I enjoyed the interview for his perspective, but yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't rock with Bill Bellamy. Then when T.I. was like, <laughs> like, and like he, Bill Bellamy, just like one of those niggas that just be talking to be talking. Like he was talking to T.I. Like, man, I, I'll never forget that night. I saw yeah. you in, 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 in yeah. the club. Yeah. And you said you were headed to the yo. And T.I. was like, bro, that's a normal fucking night. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, no, like, I, I know exactly so, what you're saying, too. I appreciate it. I, I, I love when people 
get in the podcasting space with big names because it always I feel like a rising tide lifts all boats. So it does take this to what we're trying to do to another level when you get big dogs mm-hmm. talking about and on podcasts. But that being said, and I'll let you get to the homework and your yeah. review. My favorite podcast now, man, is the pivot and like I like that style of interview. Like the pivot. So you finally checked out the pivot. I did, man. That's a great bro. You, that would oh, that man. could be that I love that, man. The yeah, episode bro. with uh Jamarcus Russell. Oh man. Oh my god. Oh man. I didn't even know Jamarcus Russell was a real nigga like nigga. That. That he nigga is, is nigga. That's a nigga. I He's see like, why come on, bro. Win. Come on, bro. Absolutely. I'm like, this nigga talks ups every day. Every day we hey, I was like, yo, Jamarcus, my nigga. Like I, I was just like, bro, hey. they coming in, they talking about I'm like, ah oh, yeah, this nigga, Thanks. bro. Yeah, I like that. And I like the Mike Tomlin interview was very okay, inspiring. I ain't checked that one out yet. Oh man. The Ric Flair one, I like that one. I gotta listen to that because I fuck with yeah. Flair. But Mike Tomlin was very like that may have been my favorite one that they've done. Mike Tomlin, I feel like yeah. as a black head coach in the NFL, man, he just giving some gems just on mm-hmm. being a man. Yeah. Uh, so y'all check that one out. And the Kevin Hart one is started off entertainment. Like Channing Crowder is a gem, bro. I, I fuck with Channing Crowder. He's yeah. funny. Like he yeah. just, all of them add the right. Just the, it's it's perfect. That's the perfect yeah. podcast. It's yeah. past Joe Budden for me as my favorite listener. Really. Absolutely, absolutely. Is I feel that, like boy, boy, once they start getting the right guests on there and just have those type of conversations consistently, yeah. it's to the moon. Ryan Clark is great. Oh, Ryan Fred Taylor do just what he need to yeah. do. Yeah. Channing Crowder's funny, and who yeah. who I'm missing? It's one more. No, that's who it. The other them person? Three. That's it. It's, yep, just, just them three. three. Okay, yeah, yeah they, they they perfect. That's perfect. You think it's better than I Am Athlete? Where they came from? Uh, bro, I only listen to I Am Athlete. Did you ever when I've, they was over? I've, there? I've seen the clips and it looked interesting, but I yeah. never watched it when they were over there. Now that I enjoy the pivot as much, though, I'm gonna go check it out. Okay, I'm gonna go check out I Am Athlete to see what they talking about because Pac Man on there, right? Yeah, Pac Man. I, I don't know yeah. if he got. I don't know if he came out on the, uh, the better end on, on this one. Uh, what's his name? Um, I didn't. They cut it. No, no, no! I'm saying because you know Shannon and Fred, they came from over there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They came from over there, so but I think they kind of got the better end of the deal. Uh, I feel like because the structure and everything, but yeah, uh, yeah, man. Shouts out to the pivot. That's why I said something like that along those lines. This this podcast is going. Uh, so yeah, well, thanks for checking out uh, that Bill Bellamy. And I completely agree. I think he does get too Hollywood with the shit. Like I know what you mean. Like he's too, too Hollywood like, on it. Like you ain't, uh, you like really ain't doing your research. Like he might be worse than Nori. Like I don't know. He might just be worse than Nori for me. <laughs> and Nori, you know what? You made me think. I thought of Nori too when I was listening to it. I was like, okay, now I see why niggas don't like Nori because he trying to do the Nori thing, but he not Nori. Like there's some. <laughs> There's a mystique to it with Nori. Like there's a like a he brings it. It's a different type of energy. It's an art of ignorance. Yeah, like yeah. his is like, oh, it's Nori, bro. Like with Bill Bellamy, it's like, oh, this nigga, man. He's like you don't know oh. what you really want to be. Do you want to yeah, be like, like intellectual like, or do you want to? Yeah. You just want to. I just found myself wanting to say that. <laughs> you not that important, bro. I said that about three times. <laughs> You not that important, bro. Like hey, damn, Hollywood Studios. See, I said some clubs. Ah, like, oh, remember that you went back. Man, you don't even know what you talking about, bro. I can tell, nigga. Bro, but but that but that I love that uh that that, that day before that little part that Ti was telling the story about going to jail. Oh man, that that part. I was like, man, yeah, like you know. So, but uh, y'all probably won't be returning that. But I I did just kind of was trying to give it a chance because I liked I liked him, but he just too too MTV Hollywood shit. 
Uh, what I will say as far as you told me to continue with Counterpart, I haven't had a chance actually with the move and everything. Uh, but I do intend on uh, picking that back up. But this week I have for you, uh, as we get out of here, check out, I, I, you know, Cole Kushner from Dissect Podcast. Yes, I do. Okay. Have you seen his TED Talk? No. Oh, man. It's probably about a strong 13 minutes. Okay. His TED Talk is the art of listening. Oh, now I know I got you here. I got you right here, bro. I, I I I believe I got you right here. Like yeah, this is gonna be one you be like, yeah, that's it, dude. yeah. I say I, I think as soon as you hear it, because he gonna do that. He tells about this historical composer uh, making this like music, uh, you know, orchestra type stuff, whatever. But then he stops the music and then he tells the context in which the dude had to conduct it. And his life was on the line. He said, now listen to it again, and then it changed the whole idea of how you listen to it. Mm. And bro. He, and then of course he goes into the Kanye stuff Some of the little And Ariana Grande Like he goes into like three different So he talks about I think it's the art of listening Or the power of listening So it's uh It's on it's his TED Talk It's YouTube. a TED Talk Yeah TED Talk YouTube yeah, Cold Cushion Next Ah it's quick um, too Bet I'll look at that next I do have a homework assignment Because I don't feel like enough people pay attention to this And I love your perspective on a podcast That you may not be familiar with You listen to Glasses Malone No Ceilings podcast? No, but I know y'all. Uh, I know you. You've been talking about it for a grip. That's my god. Get perfect, perfect homework for you. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna leave it open here. He's been cooking lately. He's did an episode about inflation. He did one about abortions. He did that song blaming Tupac for Tupac getting killed. Mm-hmm. He did an episode about that about gang violence that I really enjoyed just now. He he's really good at about the politics of mm-hmm. L.A. gang culture because he's from there but i say all of that to say pick one of the episodes that he's done recently just take a listen to it i just want you to give me some feedback on his style i think that it's probably one of the best in podcasts and his conversations with the white boy pete just how they start in the episodes it's ideal as far as his podcast Mm -hmm. and, and just getting insight from somewhere like the west coast that's why i had to get him on the on deck tv show but I really enjoy this. I enjoy his thought process. Don't always agree with him. And that's part of the thing that I mm-hmm. do enjoy. He always says some outrageous shit. I'm like, bruh. Mm-hmm. But he genuinely, like, like I said, I genuinely be like, I just what I think, my nigga. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you think about it. He be like that too. And I think that's why I gravitate towards it. Definitely like okay. to know what you think. Like, so, yeah, mine was the gang violence one. But okay. check out anyone. one. It's the Glasses Malone No Ceilings Podcast. And that is another week in the books. This was chapter nine. I believe chapter, chapter eight. Eight or chapter eight. Unless you count last week. I don't know if you last week was a prelogue, a prologue, okay, so, or whatever yeah. you put at the end. Well, how yeah, do we'll do the book structure. Interlude, book structure, prologue, prologue no yeah, all of that. Oh, yep, all, all of that. Yeah. This is chapter nine. This is about accountability and responsibility. I am Spike Lou. We got my man Mo here as well. We appreciate y'all tapping in with another week in the book. Send us an email at awitb2022 at gmail.com. We'll read a question next week. I think one came in. We just got to skip over. Oh, okay. Um, so we'll read a couple of email questions next week. Mm-hmm. Rate, subscribe, like. Yes. That way we continue to grow this thing. Tell us some topics that you want to hear us talk about. People you may want to hear on the show as we continue to expand this thing and take it to the next level. Mo. Take them out. And you can find me on Instagram at the underscore Maurice 
uh, the underscore conceptual underscore Maurice Hunt uh, on Instagram. And also, if you haven't already, go check out my other podcast called Roll, the audio drama series. It's a blend between fiction podcasts and audiobooks. So go check that out now. Uh, we have done this. Shouts out to Spike and the rest of y'all out there. It's another week in the books. <laughs>